Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. we got a road show for you today. I don't skip days when I travel or take vacations, and this is the most important show I've done for you in a very, very long time. It is the capstone project to a work project, me, Paula, Joe, 279, a lot of other great uh, internet researchers out there who've done the work the media has left out on the Spygate case. It's finally come together. I have uh, a, 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 a nuclear explosion for you today on this case. I've been working on it all week. Started about Tuesday in conjunction with my source. Again, hat tip to my buddy 279 out there. Um, and finally on Friday, we're ready to put it out. Here it is. And I'm going to lay it out for you in the whole show. I tried to explain this to Paul last night. We were out to dinner here in L.A. That's a, that's, this is the hotel room in the background. Russian collusion, folks, is very real. We can now confirm it. Finally, Russian collusion is real. It happened. And it most definitely happened in conjunction with the Obama administration. Stay tuned. We're going to nail these guys to the wall today. I promise you. All right. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at GenuCell. Listen, we love GenuCell in my family. My mother-in-law uses it. My wife uses it. One of the greatest skin products out there. We absolutely love the product. Here's a here's an email we got. Hey, I wish this double chin would just go away. Well, it will. Your wish is our command with GenuCell's outrageous extended Mother's Day sale. They're extending the Mother's Day sale for you. Double chins, sagging jawlines, and turkey necks are real problems up until now. Introducing the new GenuCell jawline treatment formulated with MDL technology. Robin S. from Lubbock, Texas wrote, I put that jawline cream on my neck about two or three days ago. It's the best my neck has looked in over 20 years. Several people told me my face looks young. I am blown away. Sure, you could use expensive or harsh treatments to look younger, but why would you do that? For this week only, get the GenuCell jawline treatment. It's yours absolutely free when you order the classic GenuCell for eye bags and puffiness. And with instant effects, you see the results in 12 hours, guaranteed, or your money back. Go to GenuCell.com. That's GenuCell.com. Or text the word YOUNG. That's the opposite of old, because that's how you look. Text YOUNG to 77453. And for a limited time, Chamonix will include a second surprise luxury gift free. Text YOUNG to 77453 or visit GenuCell.com. That's GenuCell.com. Okay, by the way, if you're looking for producer Joe, he's here. He is just, uh, we can't bring him in on the audio because he's back in Maryland in, uh, in uh, what, is it, what does Rush call it? Uh, Mark, uh, Ice Station Zebra, or is that Mark Stein? He's in Ice Station Zebra up in Maryland. We're in Los Angeles, but he is here. So he's listening and checking the whole thing out. Okay. I want to start with this piece of sound and video. Now I know I played this yesterday, but it is important to set up what I told you. Keep in mind the lead of our story today, Dan Bongino show today. Again, I'm not taking credit for this. It's just called the Dan Bongino show, but in conjunction with a lot of people, collusion is real. Unfortunately, the Democrats accused Donald Trump of collusion when we now know we can confirm for you today that the Obama administration and their CIA and FBI entities and their sources were, in fact, working with or using high-level Russians to influence our campaign. Now, you think that's what Trey Gowdy was talking about when Trey Gowdy said this? Is it a general lack of curiosity or is it something else? I think it's incredibly classified. I mean, I think it is classified at the highest levels. Um, I mean, stop and think. Michael Horowitz couldn't access it. He's the inspector general who wrote the definitive accounting of the Clinton email investigation. But even he couldn't access this information. It's held in the possession of, of a really small, discreet number of people. But Chris Ray is on that list. I personally think that information is going to inform my fellow citizens that the Russian threat was far more than just a threat against the Democrats. It was a threat to our republic. So for that reason, for a unifying reason, I think the information, to the extent it can be, should be released without jeopardizing relationships with allies. So let's be clear. Trey Gowdy saying this information out there is so sensitive that only a few people have seen it. And it involves Russians and potentially friendly foreign intelligence partners. What could that possibly mean? It's so sensitive that it's going to shake people. It's going to shock people. And that it indicates that there may have been Russians uh, working with friendly partners. Let's lay it out for you, folks. Here it is. Here's what we found earlier in the week. And I'm actually surprised that more people didn't see this. And I have to say I'm a little bit embarrassed for some of the media folks who have... have uh, are missing the biggest story of our time. I and, and to give a hat tip here, I Chuck Ross, I think, put a piece out on this last night too in the Daily Call. I'm not taking anything away from Chuck. I'm not trying to 
scoop his work, but just, you know, I never do that. We, we don't need to be first. We try to be right here. Hat tip to Chuck. But we also, we were working on this earlier in the week on Tuesday. I was hinting to it on Twitter. And Matt Palumbo has a piece up about this today. Here's what I'm talking about. What I'm about to show you are the notes. If you've been following the show this whole week, these are the notes from a State Department official's interview with Christopher Steele 10 days before Steele's information is used by the FBI to get a FISA. Follow me. This is very simple. Christopher Steele is a foreign intelligence agent hired by the Clinton campaign to develop negative information on Trump. The FBI is using Steele as a paid source. It is Steele's information that is then used in a warrant to spy on the Trump team. It's as simple as that. The problem here, Steele tells the FBI repeatedly he is only talking to them. Keep in mind, he's a paid FBI source, too. He's being paid by Hillary and Hillary's team, and he's being paid by the FBI. No problem there, folks. Nothing to see there. But he's telling them that he's only talking to the people paying him, Fusion GPS, who are being paid by Hillary, and the FBI. He's not telling them that he's talking to anyone else. But 10 days before the FBI swears that his information is true, he gives an interview to Kathleen Kavalek at the State Department. Forgive me for that setup, and I know it's redundant for some of you following this whole week, but it's important. These are the notes. And in the notes, hat tip to my buddy, we found this little piece of information that may be of interest to you. Here's the notes. Notice where we circled it here. Notice the name that's on these notes that's circled next to the word sources. Now, my buddy who's been helping me through this, we had a tough time deciphering that because Kathleen Kavalek writes like a doctor. I wish she would have thought like one, the State Department official there. Now, we know the one below because I I addressed it earlier in the week on the show, and I'll get to that. We're going to actually wrap the show today with this guy. The one below, you'll see sources there. The one below says Surkov. Surkov, who's a Russian deeply connected to Vladimir Putin. Oh, we got a gem on that at the end of the show. But the name above, we had a bit of a tough time with. Finally, we figured out what it was. The name is Trebnikov. Vladimir or Vlakishlov Trebnikov, depending on what first name he uses. Trebnikov was one of Christopher Steele's sources? So Christopher Steele's sources, or the sources he's spying, or spying on himself or gathering information on himself, it really doesn't matter in this case because he's getting information from them, whether he's spying on them or they're feeding him information. Are two Russians intimately tied to Vladimir Putin? Ladies and gentlemen, do you understand the entire time what the Democrats have been accusing President Trump of? Uh, President Trump of? They are absolutely guilty of themselves. We have been asking for now two years in this investigative work we've been doing on this case, me and the, in the circle of people that are surrounding me and I work with, we have been asking ourselves for two years, who were Christopher Steele's sources? Remember, in the dossier and in the information, he cites uh, Russian intelligence sources, Kremlin-connected sources, but he never gives up the names. The two names he gave up to Kavalak, which we just discovered, now we, now we know why they were hiding these notes, by the way. These notes never became public. Devin Nunes and all of them investigating this case, they've been looking for these notes and they've been hiding them. They only came about recently because of a FOIA request from Citizens United. Now we know why. Because his Kremlin-connected sources aren't good guys who turned on the Russian Republic. These aren't good guys at all. These are Putin-connected people who are feeding disinformation to Christopher Steele, knowing that it'll be used to impact our election, ladies and gentlemen. Now, what's the big picture? What's going on here? Let me explain why Trubnikov and Surkov as Steele's sources are, is so, so devastating. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now pretty clear. See, I don't have Joe here to give me the, uh, the Paula. You tell me if this makes sense. Your Paula's sitting over there off my left shoulder. She's producing from the road here. What we are clearly witnessing here is a parallel construction scheme. So, headline number one: the Russians now, Trubnikov and Surkov, are clearly colluding with people paid by Hillary Clinton, Christopher Steele, and the Fusion GPS team to get Russian disinformation into our court system to spy on political opponents. In other words, collusion interfere with an election. It absolutely happened with the Democrats. There's no doubt about this any longer. No one's disputing these memos are genuine and these notes by Kavalik. So that's headline number one, collusion, real, except it's the Democrats. Headline number two, what was really going on here? Ladies and gentlemen, have you ever heard of parallel construction? 
parallel construction, I was trying to explain this to my wife last night at dinner, as I said before, is it's, it, it's the wrong thing to do. This is not, but let's say in law enforcement, you have a source you're using to investigate a drug case, but your source is not viable. He lies a lot. He's not going to be credible in court. He's made stuff up. He's got a drug problem himself, so you don't know if he's ratting a guy out to get out of a drug debt. But his, his information he's given you, you're not sure if it's reliable or if he's doing it because he's a mercenary himself. So what do you do? In a parallel construction scheme, and by the way, this is totally unethical and illegal, you then get that information to be somehow transmitted to another source you know is reliable, whatever, a priest, a guy you trust or something like that in the neighborhood, and you tell the court you got the information from, from whatever, the priest or the CEO of a company who's a, who's a big social guy and does, does a lot of stuff. He's got a great reputation. You tell the court you got it from the, from the CEO, not from the dirtbag drug guy. Meanwhile, all you did was have the drug guy tell the CEO the information. Does that make sense, Paula? You're not, she's nodding her head in approval. Okay. That's a parallel construction scheme where you get information from a shady source you intend to use. You give it to someone else and you tell them to parallel at the same time to, to use that information and we'll pretend it came from you in an effort to bypass the verification process. Ladies and gentlemen, I no longer have any doubts. This is what I've been setting up for you the whole week especially since Monday's show with the Cohen Prague thing. They were doing a parallel construction scheme. Here's what I mean by this. We now have a connection between the Spygate scandal and the, and the dossier scandal and the Steele scandal. There are, we've, been, we've been trying to connect Stefan Halper, the, the CIA spy, to this dossier scandal for, for weeks now, for months practically since Chuck Ross broke the story at the Daily Caller, uh, what, last year. Stefan Helper was the CIA spy spying on Trump team members. We've been looking for a connection between all the players in this. So just to, I don't want to confuse anybody. We're still talking about parallel construction. But in order for them, this will make sense in a second, to parallel construct the story and reconstruct it with a viable source, they had to get it away from the original source first. You may say, well, in your analogy, who's the drug dealer bad source that they were trying to hide? The Russians. Trubnikov and Surkov. You can't make allegations that Trump's colluding with the Russians while you're colluding with Russians to get information about Trump colluding with the Russians. <laughs> you think? Does this make sense? Now do you see where we're going with this? They were getting the information from Russians the whole time. Now, you may say, how's that, Dan? You just mentioned Halper and spying on the Trump team. We have no evidence yet. Oh, we do that that was connected to Steele using his information. So let me set up where I'm going with this and email me feedback on today's show. I want to see how I did because this is the capstone project to our work. And by the way, the focus of my second book, I can't say it enough. We really were exonerated. That's the title of the book. It's available on Amazon. Please pick it up. This is what we've been working on. On one hand, John Brennan and the intelligence agencies, the Central Intelligence Agency and the foreign people and the foreign intelligence agencies they're working with, friendlies. On one hand, they're getting this information from Halper. Halper knows Trubnikov, but they have to clean it. They have to clean the information. Remember a year and a half ago, I told you about the information laundering scandal. They have to clean the information because they can't walk into a U.S. court and say a Russian intelligence connected official at the highest levels, Trubnikov, is giving us information about Donald Trump. So they have to launder it. So what do they do? They go and find another store, source they've worked with before, Christopher Steele, who's worked with the FBI on the soccer corruption case and does have a verified work history. They have the same information laundered through Christopher Steele. Steele hides who the information came from up until he uh, unbelievably in a stupid move tells Kavalek about it. They launder it through Steele, who's a useful idiot. Steele gives them the information and the FBI can then walk into court and say, hey, we're using a reliable source for this. This is how we've heard this before in the past. So understand what I'm saying. The Central Intelligence Agency is on one path, Brennan. And I don't want to say the CIA because this really was a Brennan operation. I shouldn't say that. 
The CIA folks on the ground are no, I, I believe, have relatively little, if any, involvement in this. I think this is really Brennan marshalling this operation. Brennan wants to set him up. Brennan wants to set him up so he gets the information and they get the information from Halper and others. They then have to clean it through steel. Here, let me go. Let me get to these uh, screenshots so I can show you what we're talking about here. Here's a piece in 2018 by Sarah Carter. This is important. Follow me here. Sarah Carter wrote this back in 2018. He's talking about a whistleblower at the Pentagon who was, quote, battling to save his career. The Pentagon suspended this guy, Lovinger, Adam Lovinger, when he exposed to an internal review that Stefan Halper, who was then an emeritus Cambridge professor, had received roughly $1 million in taxpayer money to write foreign policy reports for the Defense Department. So just to be clear, we're setting up here. Stefan Halper is connected to Trebnikov, too. Trebnikov, who steals source. He says he's the source in the notes. While Stefan Halper is spying for, the, for Brennan's people and foreign intel on Trump team members. Papadopoulos and Carter Page. It goes on. Sarah Carter continues in her piece. Halper, along with Richard Dearlove, this is a name that's going to come up again soon. This is, this is, I'm telling you, it's the greatest spy story ever told. Left the Cambridge Intelligence Seminar in 2016 saying they were concerned about Russian influence. Halper had told reporters at the time that it was due to unacceptable Russian influence. Let me translate that paragraph, right? Sarah Carter saying here that Stefan Halper, the spy who was spying on Papadopoulos, and remember, they're getting information from Trebnikov, I believe Halper and Steele, but they got to launder it through Steele because they can't say it came from Trebnikov, so they have to use a verified source. And the CIA, the CIA can't walk Halper into court. Halper's not a, he's a CIA source. No one wants to think the CIA is spying on Trump. Am I confused? Look at me, Paul, am I confusing anybody? The FBI can't walk Stefan Halper, a CIA source, into court and say, hey, we're spying on the Trump team. So they have to pretend they got the information from this innocent bystander, Christopher Steele, who was a verified source in the past. Are you getting that? Trubnikov is clearly an ally to Halper. Go back to that Sarah Carter piece in a second. Ironically, uh, documents obtained by sarahacarter.com suggest that Halper had also invited senior Russian intelligence officials to co-teach his course on several occasions. And according to news reports, also accepted money to finance the course from a top Russian oligarch with ties to Putin. Oh, wow. Isn't that, keep that up. Isn't this absolutely special? So this, the, the intelligence community connected spy, Stefan Halper, who's spying on the Trump team, Carter Page and Papa Love. We have no doubt he reaches out to them. He's trying to get information from them. He is spying. He is a spy, spying on the tree. He has deep connections to the American intelligence community, is also teaching a course where they're taking money to finance the carts from Russian oligarchs connected to Putin. Oh, oh, it gets better. Who's he teaching the course with? It goes on. Several course syllabi from 2012 to 2015 obtained by this outlet reveal Halper Howden had invited and co-taught his course on intelligence with the former director of Russian intelligence, General Vladimir Trubnikov. Oh, isn't that special? So the spy, Halper, who is spying on the Trump team, is an associate, a professional associate of Vladimir Trebnikov, a high-ranking Russian intel person who we now know was also a source for Christopher Steele, who was a source for the FBI. Folks, I know the visuals are a little strange being in a hotel room here with me holding the mic. But I want you to think about that for a second. And I want you to think about it in terms of how fundamentally uncurious our pathetic, grotesque American media is. Now, Sarah, in her piece in 2018, couldn't report on the Trebnikov steel connection. She reported on the steel, excuse me, the Trebnikov halper connection because nobody knew. Because remember, the interview. Steele gives with Cavillac 10 days before the FBI swears out the warrant in October of 2016 to spy on Trump. We didn't have the notes until three weeks ago. It's not Sarah Carter's fault she didn't know that connect. Nobody knew. Now, you may say, Dan, why is nobody in the media reporting on this? Well, because they're kind of a joke. I got to tell you, I'm really disappointed in people who are, are fail. I, I can't believe people aren't picking up this story. We reported on Monday that 
Christopher Steele, the so-called reliable source for the FBI, couldn't even remember his own Cohen Prague story. Nobody picked it up. And you may say, ah, you sound bad. You know, I'm not, I'm not bitter. Our show goes crazy. We, we actually, sadly, Paula, right? Am I lying about this? We make money off other media people not reporting on it because why? People then come to our show. We did like four or 500,000 views on Monday. So it's in my personal financial interest for no one in the media to pick up our stories, but it's not in my interest on liberty and freedom and interest in the constitutional republic. And no, that's not just a talking point, and I'm not trying to be flowery or hyperbolic. We, we can't do this alone. It's like us, Chuck Ross, Jeff Carlson, 279, Lee Smith, Sarah Carter, John Solomon. Nobody, I, I mean, we, we don't have a following big enough to get this out there. Where are you people? How are you missing this? How is this not a breaking Chiron on every media outlet all over the country right now? That one of the heads of Russian intelligence was a source for the FBI? You see the notes. Are you missing this? My gosh, is this disappointing. Now, this is what we've been working on with our, with our sources all week too. It gets better. Folks, we already knew about a lot of this. We just didn't know that Steele's source was Trubnikov and how deep this went. The fact that Russian intel was feed, I mean, like this people connected to Putin were feeding intelligence where FBI to spy on Trump is the story of the millennium being ignored. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, and I'm going to get back to this. Today's show also brought to you by our buddies at Brickhouse Nutrition. They make the finest nutrition supplements on the market. One of my favorite companies out there. They've been with me from the beginning. They make a product called Field of Greens. I cannot recommend enough. I'm out here in L.A. I'm doing a speech. I also had uh, I have a doctor out here, so I, I wound up uh, doing a couple of things. And I'm into health. Uh, it's been my thing, working out nutrition. And one of the problems I've always had is I'm a really terrible cook, as my wife knows. Thank God she can cook. She's really good at it. But I like vegetables, unlike when you're a kid where you can't stand them. But I don't have the time to cook them, and sometimes we're on the road. So what do I do? I bring Field of Greens. Field of Greens is a fruit and vegetable powder, but it's not extract. It's not garbage. Here's the problem, folks. A lot of these fruit and vegetable pills you'll see out there say, oh, get your fruit and vegetables in a bottle. What's the problem with them? Look on the back. Just look. Don't take my word for it. On the back of a lot of those bottles, you'll see it's extract. This Field of Greens powder is real food. It is ground up, healthy, nutritious, some of the finest fruits and vegetables out there. Ground up, they take the water out into a wonderful tasting powder. It's got a berry tinge to it. You put it in water, you put it in juice. I like to put it in green tea or some V8 sometimes. You get a massive dose of the finest fruits and vegetables out there. It is insurance for your health, insurance for your diet. Ladies and gentlemen, no credible doctor, nutrition professional, anyone is going to tell you, hey, don't eat your fruits and vegetables. Everybody tells you to eat them, and you just don't want to do it. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan today. Pick up Field of Greens. Miles, who runs the company, is obsessed with quality. You will get the finest product out there. It, you feel better, look better. Your, your mental health, you got to eat your fruits and vegetables. Get your fruits and vegetable insurance today. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick up Field of Greens. It's called Field of Greens. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. You won't regret it. Okay, moving on. Now, I said to you before the break there that we've known about a lot of this for a while. Sarah Carter's under, understood a long time ago there was a Tribnikov connection. We just didn't understand how deep. Again, I like to hat tip everybody, make sure everybody gets their appropriate due. Byron York as well, who I've credited a lot, who does amazing work at the Washington Examiner, also reported a while back on the testimony of Christopher Simpson. These are all 2018 stories. Now, this is important. Uh, Christopher, I keep saying Christopher, forgive me. It's a guy I knew from the Secret Service. Glenn Simpson, Glenn Simpson from Fusion GPS. Forgive me, you don't have to send me an email. I know it's Glenn, I get them all the time. This is a Byron York piece, May 30th of 2018. Headline. What Glenn Simpson said about that, quote, human source inside the Trump campaign. Let me set this up because now all these articles, Sarah Carter's and Byron York's, are going to make a world of sense now that we know Trubnikov was Steele's source, okay? York was reporting back on 2018 about Glenn Simpson. Glenn Simpson, the Fusion GPS director, is being paid by Hillary to gin up the negative information on Trump. Steele works for Simpson. I know you're pretty clear on that, but just to make the connections here. Christopher Steele's working for Simpson. Simpson went up to Capitol Hill, gave under oath testimony up on Capitol Hill, and he said some things that clearly disturbed some people, and then he caught himself and tried to backtrack. Now, 
I usually don't put this many screenshots from one piece, but this is important because York's piece from 2018, I'm going to go through five specific screenshots from it. Now the whole thing is going to make sense. Let's go to screenshot number one here. Byron York. He says, although his questioners at the time didn't know what he was talking about, Fusion GPS chief Glenn Simpson raised eyebrows on August 22nd, 2017, when he told, listen to this, when he told the Senate Judiciary Committee investigators that the FBI had a human source inside the Trump campaign. It's still not clear what Simpson meant. Was he referring to Stefan Halper? By the way, I think that's pretty clear now. Now recognized as an FBI informant who tried to insinuate himself in the Trump campaign? Or was it someone else? Congressional investigators still don't know. But in light of the attention paid to Halper, it's still worth going over precisely what Simpson said last year. This is important now. Simpson was talking to investigators about Christopher Steele. That's how all these questions originated. The former British spy retained to produce what became known as the dossier. Steele had contacts within the FBI from previous work. Again, important because it establishes Steele. If you're going to launder information through Steele, this is important. You want a guy who's worked with you before. And Simpson told the interviewers that at the height of the campaign, Steele met with FBI officials in Rome. Okay. So they're talking about Steele. And at some point, Glenn Simpson slips and says there was a human source, spy, inside the Trump campaign. Nobody knew at the time. They thought it may have been Halper. It goes on. Uh, screenshot number two. Then Simpson said the FBI officials had something else by which to evaluate Steele's material. Intelligence the Bureau had gotten from a source inside the Trump campaign. This, keep that up, please. This is critical. Because now what the FBI said to Simpson was the information you're giving us through Steele, who's working with Simpson, you know, the P-tape, the Russian collusion, all this stuff, the information you're getting, quote, we've also gotten from a source inside the Trump campaign. Wow. It's corroborated. Look, ladies and gentlemen, parallel construction. They're getting the story from Brennan, Central Intelligence Agency assets, but they're getting the same story from Christopher Steele. It's from the same people. The Bureau doesn't know this. They're telling Glenn Simpson, oh, we're getting the same stuff from a source inside the Trump campaign. Goes on. Essentially, what's, this is a Simpson talking. Essentially, what Steele told me was that they had other intelligence about this matter from an internal Trump campaign source. And my understanding was that they believe Chris, talking about Steele at this point, that they believe Chris's information might be credible because they had other intelligence that indicated the same thing. And one of those pieces of intelligence was a human source from inside the Trump organization. Sheesh, was that human source, Stefan Halper, who happens to be working with the exact same Russian intel guy who's Feeding information to Christopher Steele, ladies and gentlemen, we got played for idiots by the Russians and the stupid Democrats and hapless leadership at the FBI and the and the just grotesque John Brennan fell right into the trap because they hated Trump so much. You understand that last quote, right? You understand how important that was, right? The FBI is telling Steele as he's giving them the information he's getting from Trubnikov. He's, they're telling Steele, oh, we have the same information from a human source. It's this guy working with Trubnikov, Halper. He works with them at the Cambridge Intelligence Seminar. They work together. They didn't figure this out. They didn't want to figure it out. They go on at the end. Just put up that second one again if you want. The next question was obvious. And that now they're asking Simpson. And did you have any understanding then or now as to who that human intelligence source may have been from inside the Trump campaign? At this point, Simpson's lawyer, next one, steps in, clearly freaked out. Simpson's lawyer is Josh Levy, steps in and says, um, he's going to decline to answer that question. <laughs> On what basis, they say. Simpson speaks up security, he says. This is classic. Go to the next one. So Simpson now realizes they're going to ask him who this, who this human intelligence source inside the campaign is. Simpson clearly knows this is probably Halper. Simpson then responds, I don't want to answer the question for security reasons. And here's his other answer. He goes into detail here. 
we had been really careful. I was really careful throughout this process not to ask a lot of specific sourcing questions, Simpson explained. This is just epic. There are some things I know that I just don't feel comfortable sharing because obviously it's been in the news a lot lately that people who get in the way of the Russians tend to get hurt. Does Simpson know that Halper is working with Trubnikov? Was Glenn Simpson so eager Glenn Simpson, author of the 2007 Wall Street Journal piece that reads suspiciously like the dossier. Was Glenn Simpson the movie script author? What we've been calling the movie script for those new listeners. Glenn Simpson wrote a piece in the Wall Street Journal in 2007. 2007, not 2017. That reads almost exactly like the dossier. The same players appear. Manafort, Deripaska, Deripaska's not in the dossier, but the same players, the same allegations appear. Influence in the United States. Was Simpson so eager to believe his own movie script? Was he so Inspector Gadget that he'd figured this whole thing out? That he disregarded any journalistic, moral, or ethical standards whatsoever and ignored the fact that the source and tried the Trump campaign, most likely Halper, was working with Russians who were feeding him a, a, a noticeable disinformation and lies. And now the reason he's worried about outing the source is because he's worried that the Russians are going to come after him for safety reasons. Folks, this Byron York piece, by the way, all, all of these pieces, including Matt Palumbo's piece, which we've been putting together, oh, he's my researcher at Bongino.com. We work together. All of these pieces are at the show notes today. I know I've said it a lot, but if you're not reading the show notes today, you're not going to get this stuff anywhere else. I put together five or six articles, made a little like compendium here, of Carter pieces, York pieces, they're older pieces, and a Matt's piece, and a couple new ones from today. If you read these five or six pieces in conjunction with this show, this entire case makes sense. Remember, let's go back to the beginning so it all makes sense. We don't lose each other. What we are talking about now is a confirmed Russian collusion conspiracy by people within the Obama administration, intelligence sources, Brennan's people, the FBI, paid sources, all colluding to get information from one common theme. Russian intel connected people who were feeding a bunch of garbage. Collusion is real. And they obviously were laundering this information from Russian intel people through a source they'd used in the past to make it seem like it had been corroborated when in fact it was the same information. I have no doubt anymore that it was Halper passing this information from Trubnikov and informing on him. And then they get the same Trubnikov information from Steele and the FBI thinks this is legitimate. Uh, Byron York goes on. One last part of this. First, Simpson said the FBI informant volunteered for the job, a person who decided to pick up the phone and join the investigation. So keep in mind, if he's talking about Halper, and I've heard this from other sources on the inside that Halper, let's say, um, what's the best way to frame this, may have been freelancing. Remember, Devin Nunes, who's been investigating this from the start, has been clear that no official intelligence was used to start this case. That's critical. Keep this up from the exam. This is the last piece from York. Uh, this is the, from York's piece, the last snippet from York's piece. This line will make sense if you put, what I'm, put two and two together, what I'm talking about here. Nunes has repeatedly stated that no official intelligence was used to start this investigation. In other words, was this some kind of black op, folks? I don't mean that in some deep, like, Terminator 2 kind of way, like, let's sound all sophisticated. I just don't know any other way to describe it. If Stefan Halper is gathering information from Trubnikov and Russians and Surkov, and Steele's gathering information from Trubnikov and Surkov. Russians. Intel connected Russians. Connected like this to Putin. But none of it is formalized. There's no CI numbers. There's no case open in the CIA. There's no formal cooperation. It's all being done through back, black channels. Then what other way is it to describe it? Again, I'm not trying to sound dramatic. Call it what you want. A black op, an unregistered op, a, uh, you know, a, a I don't care, a, a back of the envelope op. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not trying to sound dramatic. 
I'm just trying to tell you when you read that this snippet again from York, now this makes sense in conjunction with the intel I've received from my sources, which are very good on this. That Halper was freelancing. Stefan Halper was doing for some had a bug against Trump. Now it makes sense. Simpson says the FBI informant volunteered for the job. He picked up the phone and joined the investigation. Non-official channels. Keep it all quiet. Don't put anything on paper. Second, Simpson did not say whether he knew who the FBI informant was. Simpson said the FBI told Steele that such an informant existed and suggested that he, Simpson, at some point learned the identity. There are some things I know I just don't feel comfortable sharing, Simpson said. But Simpson did not say definitively, and the Senate questioners did not press. Finally, Simpson claimed that the informant supplied information that corroborated the Steele dossier. And several months later, then-FBI Director James Comey called the dossier unverified. Now, it gets better. Parallel construction, remember. Same story, same Russians. Hide the Russians, get the Russian information to Halper, but then pretend it came from Steele. We'll swear to it and make it all look at Not only that, we'll pretend it came from Steele, and then we'll say it's corroborated by the information we got through Halper, even though they got it from the same Russians. Now, here's what makes us even more suspicious here. Turn, these are my notes for today's show. Got them on a little hotel pad. This was, this, we spent all night working on this. I literally, folks, you know, and I always say literally is the, literally the most overused word in the English language. I literally lost two hours sleep over this because I've been so anxious about getting this out to you since Wednesday, but I wanted to make sure we nailed this story to the wall. So again, we kind of got scooped a little bit by Chuck Ross last night, but that's cool. I, I mean it. Chuck's a fantastic, fantastic reporter who broke the Halper story and deserves all the kudos in the world. I, I'm not trying to be like, we got it first, but we have been working on it since earlier in the week, thanks to a tip from a trusted source. You know who you are. It was just wonderful. Um, but moving on from this now. So keep in mind what we're talking about again. We're talking about two separate paths, forking paths for the exact same information. It all goes back to Russians, Trebnikov and Surkov. These are Russian disinformation experts who are feeding information through multiple channels, knowing political slobs in the United States are going to suck this fake information up to spy on Trump, which the right, you may say, well, why would the Russians do that? Because they like to mess with us and stupid people fall for it. You don't believe me? Wait till, wait till I end the show. I end the show. Don't, don't, don't go anywhere. Wait till you see how I end the show. I will tie it all up for you. But in case you think, well, Dan, you know, what real evidence do we have that Halper was getting information from Trubnikov? Halper, the spy on the Trump team, and was potentially feeding it to his intel sources. Folks, Halper was, was teaching a course with Trubnikov. They were teaching together at the Cambridge Intelligence Seminar. Halper's the key to this whole thing. Now, there's a piece from the Telegraph, because you may say, okay, you still have him, and so what, they know each other. We don't know, even though it says Trubnikov was the source for steel, how do we know he was a source for Halper? From the Telegraph, this is fascinating. Again, another older piece, it's all in the show notes today, so you can read it. Cambridge spy seminars hit by whispers of Russian links as three intelligence experts resign. Okay, hold out, time out. Halper teaches, he's a spy, teaches at the Cambridge Intelligence Seminar. The Cambridge Intelligence Seminar, conveniently in December of 2016, which is after the election, I believe, November, December. Yes, that is in fact correct. December of 2016 is after the election. So they now find out Trump wins. After Trump wins, suspiciously, three people resign from this Cambridge Intelligence Seminar saying, hey, the Russians have infiltrated. We got to go. Who is one of those three people? Well, let's go to the peace. Quote from the piece, this time it's not a spy ring at the center of intrigue, but rather suggestions that Kremlin operatives may be targeting a seminar program. This is the Telegraph, by the way, folks, a left-leaning outlet. The concerns emerged after a number of experts unexpectedly resigned from their positions at the Cambridge Intelligence Seminar, an academic forum on the Western spy world. <laughs> the men, former MI6 chief Richard Dearlove, Stefan Halper, a former policy advisor at the White House, and historian Peter Martland are said to have left amid concerns that the Kremlin is behind the newly established intelligence journal, which provides funding to the group. Mr. Halper told earlier reports that his decision to step down was due to, quote, 
unacceptable Russian influence on the group. Oh. Uh. So just to be clear for the liberals listening and the media people, because you both display an equal degree of idiocy and anti-American garbage lately, trying to cover up the biggest scandal in American history. So a spy spying on the Trump team. He was a surveillance. He wasn't a spy. Listen, shut your mouths. You guys are just morons. So to the moron class, I'm talking to people with a brain now. So the spy, Stefan Halper, who was a spy, which is, as Bill Barr says, an acceptable English word to describe what, what, what Halper did. Halper is a central intelligence agency connected spy with decades of doing this. It's not new. He teaches a class with a Russian who's become a source for disinformation used by the FBI to spy on the Trump team. He teaches a class with him. After Trump gets elected, and Halper at that point is clearly uh, wrapping up his spying operation on the Trump team because now he finds out he's president. By the way, he tries to get a job with the Trump team later, probably to cover his own tracks. Halper then quits the intelligence seminar. He's teaching with the Russian who's become a source for the disinformation, citing unacceptable Russian influence. Don't worry, media people. Don't look into this at all. There is no connection there whatsoever. Don't you worry. You all go to bed with your s'mores and your Malamars, have your milk and cookies at night, and continue recovering how orange man bad all the time. Because you're really a disgrace to humankind. You had one job to report the facts. You're blowing the biggest story of our time. And I'm telling you, how I don't understand how other media outlets aren't reporting on this either. You have a note by Kavalek indicating that a Russian intel guy, Putin's right-hand guy, has been reporting on the Trump team and was a primary source used for the dossier and was a source for Halper, too, based on Halper's own statements. Unacceptable Russian influence. I got to get out of here. From who? Trimnikov? That's the guy you were working with. And you're not interested in the story? God, are you this stupid? Even worse. Because you may say, well, Dan, how do we know this was all being coordinated and these guys all knew each other? Because you may logically be saying, because I try to give you point, counterpoint, and think through this logically and do the homework that the media people won't. You may be saying to yourself, okay, so based on the facts you laid out, Halper teaches with Trubnikov, Halper's an intelligence guy, Halper know, obviously knows Trubnikov and has accepted money from the Russian government for his, his course. After Trump's elected, he quits and himself he cites unacceptable Russian influence from the same guy who's the source. I think it's reasonable to infer that the evidence is pretty overwhelming at this point that Halper was getting information or getting played by Trubnikov. And then feeding information to his intelligence connections. But you may say you still haven't made the connection between Halper and Steele. In other words, if they're laundering the information, Paula, stop me here, because Joe's not here to be the ombudsman if this doesn't make sense. You may say to yourself, okay, so they're getting the information from Trumnikov and Halper's passing it to US Intel, who are using it to hammer the Trump team. And then you, the FBI is getting it from Steele. But where is the connection here between Halper and Steele? Ladies and gentlemen, what I think makes this which, what I think makes this even worse, because Steele doesn't have to know it's Halper, that Halper has the information too. But if he does, it makes the case worse. You may be saying why, and if I'm confusing you, I, I, it is a little confusing. Glenn Simpson in that Byron New York piece is insisting to Congress that the information Steele has has been corroborated by another source. If Steele doesn't know Trubnikov is feeding the Satan information from Halper, he may not be lying. Steele may think his information is true, even though he's getting it from Trubnikov, because he doesn't know Trubnikov gave it to Halper, and they're hearing there's a spy, and he's got this information. It's your exact same information. Is that You get that? That makes sense? Steele may legitimately believe that his information is correct because the FBI is telling him it's correct. No. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't believe that for one minute. There's a connection between Steele and Halper, which says to me that Steele, as he's giving this information to the FBI that he's getting from Trubnikov or about Trubnikov, it doesn't matter. They clearly know that they're being watched and they're giving information to Steele. You get what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. Trubnikov, if Steele was even spying on Trubnikov, it doesn't matter. Trubnikov knows Steele is listening to what he's saying and he's feeding him information. 
It's like he's listening over my shoulder. Pretend he's not there and let's talk. Uh, let's talk about some stuff so he'll tell the other guy. There's a connection here. What's the connection? The connection is Richard Dearlove. Now, again, hat tip to Chuck Ross, who had this story uh, last night too, but he had an older piece, which again is in the show notes today. And as you read this, this will all make sense. So let me be clear what we're trying to establish. Let's rewind a little bit. First, Russians definitely colluded with the Democrats. We now know that. We now know that, second, that there was a Russian source used for Christopher Steele they tried to hide. Steele slips, talks about it in this, uh, in this interview with Kathleen Kavalek. But Steele seems to insist that the information is corroborated because there's other information out there that sounds the same. But he doesn't tell people that he probably knows the information came from Halper. How does he know Halper? He knows him from Dear Love. Here's an older Chuck Ross piece, and they'll start to put this together. It'll make a little bit more sense now. So Chuck Ross piece from the Daily Caller. Here's a, uh, this is a good one. Be in the show notes today. Let me go to the first uh, screenshot from it. Oh, excuse me, title of the piece. Former British spy master has flown under the radar in Russia probe despite links to key figures. Chuck Ross uh, from last year. First, uh, first part of the piece. Dear love, Richard Dear love, who let's be clear, absolutely knows Halper. They teach this class together. Dear love also has vouched for Christopher Steele. Couple snippets from the piece. Dear Love, who served as the chief of MI6 from 1999 to 2004, had contact with the 2016 campaign with dossier author Christopher Steele. Oh, he did. So Richard Dear Love, who teaches the class with Halper, with the Russian, Trubnikov. Dear Love teaches the class. They both resign because they feel like they've been unduly influenced by the Russians. Dear Love knows Steele too. He's also a close colleague of Stefan Halper, the alleged FBI and CIA informant who established contact with several Trump campaign advisors. Dear Love and Halper attended a, a, a Cambridge political event in July of 2016, where Halper had his first contact with campaign advisor Carter Page, who just magically happens to appear in the dossier. So the former British spy master, who heads a key British intelligence agency, now, by the way, it is Donald Trump's statement. Hey, um, we're going to delay on redacting the report because, uh, you know, the United Kingdom and others, some friendlies are going to be upset about it. Ladies and gentlemen, the United Kingdom intelligence people working with the Russians, too. I have no doubt I will be banned from the United Kingdom forever after this show, but that's OK. Nothing against the people over there. I love them. But gosh, people in your government with access to power really screwed up. So Dear Love's also at an event with Carter Page. Carter Page, who is the focus of Steele's dossier. Dear Love knows Steele. He knows Halper. Dear Love unquestionably, in my mind now, knows some of this information is coming from Trubnikov, the guy they teach the class with at Cambridge. And he knows the Brit. He knows Steele. From the piece. The retired British spymaster also hosted, along with Halper, an event at Cambridge in 2014 attended by Michael Flynn, who served at the time as the director of the Defense Intelligence Agency. What did I tell you, folks, in a show over a year ago? This is not about Trump. You may be saying, now you're really confusing me. No, I'm not. I've insisted to our regular listeners since episode 628 on, which started this whole thing where the source first contacted us. That's how we got started. I've insisted to you that what, the, what they are covering up here, the media and their Democrat pals, what they are covering up is a massive spying scandal that was not only about Donald Trump. What does that have to do with this snippet we just put up? Ladies and gentlemen, they targeted Mike Flynn in 2014. Donald Trump wasn't even running for president. The Obama administration was using black op type spy scandals, spy people and spy connections to gather information and sabotage the careers of their political opponents. Donald Trump was just an addition to their resume of people they tried to take out. The piece goes on. Dear Love and Halper. Again, they teach the course with the Russian, Trubnikov. Dear Love and Halper are reported to have expressed concerns about Flynn's contacts at the event with Svetlana Lakova, a Russian-born student at Cambridge. Those warnings were somehow shared with American intelligence. So Dear Love and Halper are ratting on Mike Flynn for talking to a Russian woman at an event. Meanwhile, there's no indications whatsoever that any of this stuff was untoward. Anything. 
Who were they sharing this with? Why would they be sharing it on Flynn? Because Flynn was an enemy of the Obama administration. Flynn hated the Iran deal. He called out the Iran deal from the start. It was the Obama administration's capstone project for their foreign policy agenda. And Flynn hated it. And he was the head of the DIA. So instead of firing him, they decided they were going to paint him with a what? Russian collusion scandal. Oh, sound familiar? Like the same scandal they were going to tar Trump with in 2016? Like the same scandal they tried to tar John McCain with when he ran against Hillary and Obama? Oh, you don't believe me? We've already put that article up a thousand times from Circa. Where, the, uh, where, where Democrats tried to pin on John McCain the exact same Russian collusion scandal. Ladies and gentlemen, this was the oldest trick in the book for police state hack Democrats and their media sycophantic, boot-licking, butt-kissing hack buddies. Find your political enemies, Mike Flynn, John McCain, whoever they may be, tar them with, these guys are colluding with the Russians, and get your hack intelligence friends overseas in the UK and elsewhere, to confirm it. Oh, it gets better. The next portion of the Chuck Ross piece, again, this will be in the show notes. Please check it out in full. As with the Iraq dossier, another dossier, by the way, that may have misled some people, Dear Love's reputation has also been used to bolster Steele's report. So Steele, who's working with Halper, they're getting information, Halper, again, from Tribnikov, Dear Love knows them both, the former head of the British spy agency. Dear Love also on the parallel construction path is telling people, hey, if you get this information from Steele too, he's super reliable. Check out this guy. Dear Love's reputation has also been used to bolster Steele's report, which alleges a, quote, well-developed conspiracy between the Trump campaign and the Russian government, a story that's been told a thousand times before. In a December 13, 2017 interview, Dear Love declined to confirm that he knew Steele, but said that the dossier, quote, had some credibility. Wow, is it that magical? Goes on. In a glowing profile of Steele in the New Yorker on March 12th of 2018, Dear Love described Steele's reputation as, quote, superb. He told the Washington Post that Steele was the go-to person on Russia in the commercial sector. Oh, they never thought we'd figure this out. Dear Love is the connection, the former British spymaster. He's buddies with Halper, the spy spying on the Trump team, who's also feeding information from Tribnikov and others. They leave citing undue Russian influence. But then to clean the information... To make sure no court in the United States knows that Russians, Russians, if it work for Vladimir Putin, are providing disinformation to our court system to spy, to mislead our judges, the FBI then gets the information through Steele, who Dear Love says, don't you worry, this guy is super reliable. He's just peachy. This guy's the go-to guy on Russia. Pay no attention to Halper. We can't have the courts knowing that a CIA spy is buying on a political campaign. We can't have any of that. <sighs> One last snippet from the... We all right there? All right. Sorry. Making sure the text, the technical support's okay here. Technical support. <laughs> Making sure the technical support's okay. Like we have a team in here. Where's this me and Paula? Last piece from Halper. Uh, excuse me, from Chuck Ross. Dear Love also attended the same event at Cambridge University where Halper made first contact with Carter Page. Wow, isn't that magical? That's insane. Dear Love's also at the event where Carter Page, Carter Page, the central figure of the Steele dossier, the guy who's allegedly marshalling this whole Trump collusion effort with the Russians. Wait, I thought that information came from Steele. But Dear Love is also at an event where Halper made contact with Carter Page. Ladies and gentlemen, where exactly did this Carter Page info come from? Did the Carter Page info happen to come from a spy, Stefan Halper, working with our intelligence agencies to set up Trump, and everybody's telling us it came from Steele the whole time? 
The Daily Caller News Foundation, a page told the Daily Caller News Foundation, he did not recall speaking with Dearlove, who gave a speech at the symposium, but Page did strike up a relationship with Halper and remained in contact with him through September of 2017, the same month the FBI's surveillance warrant expired against the Trump aide. Folks, they all knew each other. The Brit knew the Russian, who knew the spy master, who knew the CIA spy. And they all conspired to clean, to launder information coming from Russian intelligence that got the United States government to spy on Donald Trump. Now, I've got one more connection for you that's going to blow your mind. I've got to take one more break, and then I'm going to wrap up the show by showing you exactly how badly these anti-Trump lunatics got willingly played by the Russians who P-W-N-E-D own them. And you know what I mean if you're on, I didn't spell that wrong uh, on accident. Own them. All right, finally, today's show brought to you by our buddies at Helix Sleep. Hey, Helix Sleep, I have, I have two of these mattresses now, which is really sweet. I have one that they sent for my daughter, which is great. And then we got another one for me and my wife, which is just fantastic. You will never get a better night's sleep for the money anyway. We love Helix Sleep. The reason we got another one is because my wife reads to my daughter at night, my seven-year-old, Amelia, and the bed was so comfortable. I'm not making this up that in the middle of the night, I'd wake up and there'd be no wife there. And it's because she fell asleep in my daughter's bed because it was so comfortable. So we got another one, a Helix Sleep for us. Helix Sleep as a quiz. It takes just two minutes to complete and it matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Whether you're a side sleeper, a hot sleeper like me, you like a plush or a firm bed with Helix Sleep, there's no more confusion, no more compromising. They're rated the number one mattress by GQ and Wired Magazine, and CNN called it the most comfortable mattress they've ever slept on. Just go to helixsleep.com slash Dan, take their two-minute sleep quiz, it's real quick, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. And for couples, Helix can even split the mattress down the middle providing individual support needs and preferences for each side. They have a 10-year warranty. You get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. Helix is offering up to $125 off all mattress orders for our listeners. Get up to $125 off at helixsleep.com slash Dan. If you're buying a mattress, this is the place to go. Helixsleep.com slash Dan. That's helixsleep.com slash Dan for up to $125 off your mattress order. Helixsleep.com slash Dan. Please check it out. Support our sponsors. They like being here on the show. They like talking to you. They keep the show free, and they're really terrific companies I use and can personally attest to the quality. Helixsleep.com slash Dan. Check them out. Really appreciate that. Okay. Um, so where we left off there was ladies and gentlemen they all know each other so there's very little plausible deniability here these people are all claiming to be elite spies Christopher Steele was a former British spy who, who dear love says is the go-to guy who's quote superb who's such an excellent uh, you know source of information dear loves friends with Halper they teach a course together Halper and Dearlove clearly, Dearlove has a relationship with Steele. Steele's getting the information from this Russian who's obviously got a tight personal relationship with Halper, who then Halper leaves after the election and says, hey, I, something's going on here with Russian influence. They all knew each other. The reason I bring this up is not, not to paint some kind of Venn diagram, although Paul and I are going to do one for next week at some point where we just diagram out. It's just roadshows are a little more difficult with the technical capabilities. I tell you this because it's hard to believe on one hand that the FBI is walking into court and saying Christopher Steele is this elite spy and this reliable source who's done tremendous work and cannot possibly be fooled by the Russians, therefore we believe this is true. And yet on the other hand, Steele knows Dearlove and knows Halper and knows these people and is entirely unaware that they're getting the same information from the same Russian. You see where I'm going with that? Simpson's telling who, who Steele works with that, oh yeah, we knew this information was corroborated because we heard it from the FBI and another source. And you didn't know the other source was the guy, Dear Love and Halper, that you know, that you've been palling around with? You can't have it both ways. Either you're a spy who couldn't figure that out, who really sucks, or you're a great spy who knew. And you knew you were knowingly propagating disinformation. I believe the latter. Now, let's make one final connection. There's an interesting American thinker piece from a, a while ago. Uh, these, again, are all a bunch of gems that we've, I spent all night working on yesterday. I woke up this morning just so eager. I wish we would have done this show earlier, but the technical problems kind of 
kept us from doing it. August 12, 2018, by Clarice Feldman. Exposed, the deep state authorship and a publication of the dossier. This is an interesting part of this article. This is an American thinker about, I don't know, three quarters of the way down. Here's a snippet from this. Because we still haven't made a connection exactly between Halper and Fusion. We know Halper knows Dear Love. We know Dear Love knows Steel. But again, we're, you're telling us these spies have corroborated information, assuming from different sources. I'm telling you they all know each other and they probably know it's from the same source and they're just lying from the piece. Steele worked with the FBI as early as 2010 on the FIFA investigation. In 2016, he met the FBI several times, including two me meetings with Agent Mike Gaeta, a leading FBI Russian corruption expert in Rome and in London to discuss his dossier. So again, we know Steele knows the FBI. We know Steele's a verified source with the FBI. He's worked with them before. Again, that's why they laundered the information through him. The piece goes on. FBI agent Gaeta coordinated and got clearance for these meetings from Victoria Newland at the State Department that up why is this important ladies and gentlemen the fbi gets permission to meet with Steele from victoria newland who works for victoria newland at the state department oh kathleen cavalek the lady who wrote the note we started this whole thing with she works for victoria newland who's also said on the record before oh yeah we've received multiple dossiers from steel wow you have kind of sounds like a black ops intelligence channel to me doesn't it peace goes on gata was the fbi case officer in europe and controlled orbis stefan halper and the hacklet dossier assets so gata's working with all of these people who are associated with former uk intelligence <sighs> Baumgartner, Nellie Orr, Bruce Orr, and David Kramer are all Harvard alumni. All right, no big deal. They went to college together. It doesn't mean too much. But this part is an absolute gem. Nellie Orr, who's working for Glenn Simpson and Fusion GPS, right? And her husband is in the Department of Justice. All I'm trying to get at now, ladies and gentlemen, they all know each other. Nellie Orr knew Stefan Halper since at least 2000. Nellie Orr also worked in the MITRE Corporation with Halper's son, Marin Halper, for six years from 2002 to 2008. So now Nellie Orr, who's working for Fusion GPS, which is being paid to put together the dossier and is paying steel, now you're telling me that Nellie Orr, whose husband works in the Department of Justice, and you're feeding him information about Donald Trump, that you're telling that that information came from steel, but in fact, that information may have been coming from Stefan Halper the entire time, who's at events with Carter Page and is dealing, is unquestionably has a relationship with the Russian that Steele's saying is his source. Now we find out Nellie Orr knows Halper and worked with his son. Ladies and gentlemen, do you think it's, it's just reasonable to ask if these people all knew each other? You think it's just reasonable to say that if they knew each other and they had professional relationships, that they may have been aware the whole time it was all the same information, all sourced back to these Russians, and that they just didn't want you to know that because they wanted it to seem like it was coming in from multiple sources? Parallel construction, same information, give it to 10 different people. It's all from the same source, sprouting, 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 like a tree. It's all the same root, just different branches. Therefore, you see this big tree and you go, wow, look at that big tree. It kind of looks like a mosaic of information. It even looks like a corpus of intelligence. It may look like a series of articulable facts. If Joe was here, he would get the joke. When Jim Comey, John Brennan, and Andy McCabe, respectively, were asked about, hey, was it just the steel dossier that you used? They said, no, 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 it wasn't just the steel dossier. It was actually a mosaic, as Jim Comey said, of information, a corpus of intelligence. And Andy McCabe said it was a series of articulable facts. Ladies and gentlemen, it was the same set of BS from the same Russians. Let's blow this up right now for you. So if we go back to the note in the beginning we started this off with, you'll see that Christopher Steele, whose information is used to spy on the Trump team, it's clearly coming from two sources. Trubnikov, connected deeply, by the way, to Vladimir Putin, and a guy named Surkov, 
Surkoff wrote this fascinating piece that was picked up by Newsweek. Wait till you read this. This is the root of this entire case, ladies and gentlemen. Surkoff, Trubnikov, a bunch of Vladimir Putin-connected Russians. Let me take a little snippet from this piece Surkoff wrote that Newsweek picked up. Here's the headline of the piece, written on February 12th of 2019 by Christina Maza. Vladimir Putin's advisor tells Americans, Russia interferes in your brains. We change your conscience. Here's a quote from Surkoff's piece. Listen very, very closely. The illusion of choice is the most important illusion, the main trick of Western democracy, especially. The rejection of this illusion in favor of the reality that everything is predestined will allow society to reflect first on our vision of democratic development. Surkoff, Surkoff wrote, Foreign politicians talk about Russia's interference in elections and referendums around the world. In fact, the matter is even more serious. Russia interferes in your brains. We change your conscience. And there's nothing you can do about it. I'll see you all on Monday. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.